All right, I think we're live. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to The Collectivist. Uh, we're excited to have you here for our first ever live recording session. This yeah. is going to be fun. It's nice to sit down. Hey, everybody out there in the cyberspace. Yes, so we're actually going to be doing something a little different this week. We're taking a diversion um, from our origins of capitalism, and uh, we know we've been a little late to our release, yeah. um, but it's because we have some big stuff um, behind the scenes going on. We've been moving, uh, setting up a new studio space. It's been hectic. The yeah. studio is currently at not even half capacity, but we're attempting our best today. Yeah, but, you know, it looks really good already, and, like, my hopes for production value, you know, and the ability to do these, you know, in-live recording sessions, I'm excited to see what happens here. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be uh, talking about rainbow capitalism today, um, and we're doing that in Pride Month, um, but also, you know, because something it's it's a little bit... Um, important to me and to uh, Carpet and Cork. Uh, we want to know, you know, how to best uh, educate you and ourselves on pride. Uh, it's always a learning experience around here, you know. <laughs> it's the fun part about trying to do something new. And, you know, as with pride being something important to all of us, and I know some of our listeners out there, and I hope all of our listeners out there are at least considering Pride Month this month, um, I hope that you get to sit down with us and actually take like a look into how pride affects or is affected by capitalism in the way that it is. Man, being live is going to be a lot of fun. Jeez. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's jump into it. I'm excited to talk about it with you. strategy to offset some of the events or a repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently, we have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough, and it is because of our effort toward getting straight to the root that people oftentimes think we're dealing in hate. Be around. 
well. Welcome Hello. to our shared space, everybody. We're yes. excited for this conversation about rainbow capitalism. Aren't we? There's a lot to cover in rainbow capitalism. It's a heavy topic. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to, you know, it, it covers both pride and the complexities of capitalism and, you know, a lot of oppression going on there. So first off, why don't we just start with a little bit of something happy, a little, you know, just happy pride to all the gays. Happy, happy pride to all my gays, theys, and, well, the gays, theys, and thems. Mm. I love it. Yes, exactly. Pride is a fun month, but there's also a lot of history that needs to be, you know, thought about during Pride Month. Yeah. Stonewall and just the history of what it's taken to even get to where we are right now yeah i think it ties in well with uh some of our previous conversations um especially around you know black lives matter movement in particular um because you know if we look back to pride in and of its origins uh you know 19 1969 uh, with stonewall Mm. you know it was led by you know black trans uh women um and you know it it ties in with you know the the conversation around police brutality and, uh, you know, liberation rights um, and something that is really important to remember this time of year. No kidding. And it's probably why at the protest last year you saw a lot of people out there who were representing of the queer community and why Pride last year was celebrated as a protest instead of as a festival last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's. That's something that I think really played into it last year. I remember hearing a lot of people talking about, you know, uh, it, the protests are not canceling pride. The protests were pride. Right. You know, um, it goes back to the origins of it. Um, and, you know, I think it starts to look different when we look through what pride is now compared mm-hmm. to back then. Um, we're seeing corporations now, you know, um, putting up flags uh, in support of LGBTQ people. Um, but what does that actually mean, like, if we take a deeper look into it, you know? Right. Yeah, no, it's something that you see happen a lot. And rainbow capitalism, I think, is just a great example of something that you see capitalism do to every single group that becomes larger than a certain size and starts to form a plurality of sorts within the cultural space. Um, like for, from my perspective as somebody like looking at it from music history as well, um, like a great example is you can see how as music has gone on the radio, genres are, you know, considered almost dead by certain fan bases because they end up becoming popularized and focused on this style of making more music to continually build this revenue base, um, it's just this way that whenever something on the outskirts becomes somewhat culturally acceptable, popular industries almost. almost popular, but I don't want to use the word popular because um, that the, makes it almost sound like there's this uh, insinuation that people are quote unquote becoming gay because it's popular. Yeah. When instead, I think it's more people are showing showing themselves now right. as being gay yeah. because it's acceptable now to show themselves that way. Absolutely. Um, instead of them just deciding to make a decision because it's popular. That's like the difference between um, music and 
you know, and, something and, and, as deep as pride. Right, exactly, because, yeah, we're experiencing two different things there. Right. The, the similar connection there is more so, though, in that popularity sense. And it from the capitalist or entrepreneurial mindset, right. it doesn't matter. It's, it is popularity in their mindset. Exactly, because it's just it's, a numbers game to them. Exactly. They're right. playing a game saying there is a plurality of people who will buy this product. Right. Before we get too deep into this conversation about what the capitalists are doing, though, I'd yeah. just like to say if you're an artist out there, somebody mm -hmm. working on developing some merch for Pride, and you're just doing this independently, and you're involved in uh, the community. Yeah, I think what you're wanting to say um, is we want to... We want to help get your voice out there to everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. Please let us share your work to new people so that we can stop buying the products exactly. from these large corporations that we already know aren't helping our interests in a lot of ways. So why would we assume that when pride becomes something larger and more socially acceptable that the corporations would just also accept it. Right, exactly. It's more a numbers game, like we just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's feed the people and find these artists. And if you have friends who are artists and working on something, feel free to have them send something to us. And we will definitely do our best to share that out there with the, yeah. our audiences. It's very important that we, you know, we support each other um, instead of these bigger corporations, like you're saying. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, we would really like it. Um, we would really like it for you to, you know, send it our way. So please do that. Um, yeah. So going into more of the 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 matter at hand, which we right. all have to deal with, this you know, this push in our face in every direction that we look, which is this rainbow capitalism, as we keep saying. Right. Um, and it's because every single time this time in uh, June, you know, I don't know about you, but. All of my feeds are just covered in these corporations that have, um, you know, their logos changed to be rainbow. Right. Uh, you know, like, oh, look at us. We're, uh, we're up with date, you know. We, we are in here of the supports of the LGBT, you know, Q. They don't even know what they're supportive. support of. They just right. want to be in support of it. Yeah. No, that's very understandable. And the funny thing I see is the way that these industries, like you said, they, they fumble around the actual ways to talk about um, the communities uh, that they are trying to say they quote unquote support by selling products to. Um, like I was walking through a Walmart the other day to grab something, I don't even remember, and I saw this little Soup box there. Family. Yeah, probably something like that. You know what I'm saying. Um, I saw the this little box in the center of an aisle that said it didn't say what it was actually it just had a picture of rainbow flags on front of all of its products and then it would say flag skirt what? Uh, <laughs> yeah poncho or things like that and it was all supposed to be for pride and that was what they had out and it, it's funny it's like okay so are you are you afraid to say like, like you, this is our pride yeah merch? lgbtq right. pride um pride month like, there wasn't anything up saying, like, happy pride. Right. But yet, here they are with this product, so what are they doing other than just throw, throwing a bone, per se? Like, oh, no, 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 we do support it, right? But I think something that's interesting is just because they say that they support something doesn't mean that they actually are making it safe for these people, right? They're not doing anything to help change the 
fact that we have to still fight for our own rights, like all of these anti-trans bills coming out. Right. Um, like, if we take a look at the company themselves, what are their actions saying instead of just their product, right? Yeah, and exactly. How do they treat, I guess, the customer is one thing. Right. Because in America and in capitalism, there's this funny little saying, I guess, that almost everyone in this country probably knows. Um, but we don't really ever say it except in work settings, you know? But that's the customer's always right. Yep. You know, that's not something you usually hear often, but it's definitely something that's in the nomenclature. And the thing about a phrase like that is it just kind of builds this weird rapport with somebody trying to sell you something. And it also, you know, have you ever gotten that feeling before when you're talking to somebody that's just like kind of gross? You feel like they're just trying to get you to do something. Right. Like when you're talking to a salesman, you can tell they're trying to sell you something. It's not really a genuine conversation at all. There's a little ulterior motive there. Yeah, this happens. It can happen in anywhere from a car dealership to running across somebody trying to sell you a business about a water system you know oh my god yeah exactly <laughs> and then it happens with pride you know it happens with the way that these ads are formatted the way that they're clumsy and then also in the way that you see them evolving mm, mm-hmm. i think it's interesting because one of the not leftist answers but i guess liberal answers to the tackiness of rainbow capitalism which is this blanket term that we're using i guess to kind of cover just um the way that capitalism has reacted to the acceptance of the lgbtq community in america and the way that they specifically have decided to recognize pride month as an opportunity to create a black friday like event for Mm. their products right basically another way to up their um, value. Right, exactly. By selling more products. Because, um, you know, might as well make a buck off of the these gays, uh, yes, you know? exactly. Like, they don't really care about you the rest of the 11 months of the year. Um, and they really don't necessarily care about you uh, during your Pride Months, but they do care about your dollar. Exactly. It's something they'll tell themselves and they would never share with somebody like us, though, is that you want to think about not only like what happens when you get your money, but who you're giving your money to. to exactly. Um, you know, cause when you go to these like corporations, um, and you, let's say you buy those, Oh, super upcharged t-shirts for 60 bucks. Yeah. Um, well you find out that, Oh, this is made in like a factory somewhere. Um, in a country that doesn't that is actively fighting against LGBTQ rights, you know, yeah. and that is completely opposite of what Pride is. So um, that existence really is contradictory to what Pride is. So exactly. it's not an, a good a, a good um, celebration almost of Pride because um, we're moving backwards in a sense. Exactly. And just like in every other situation that capitalism has run across, it's kind of made this decision to kind of pick a very specific few people using a lottery based system, you know, just randomly choosing people who come to them based off of this resume list and then just grabbing them randomly and then saying, okay, now we have 
a lesbian coordinator on our commercials. And then they can just check a box off of that. Exactly. But then when they do that, their commercials go from the level of something extremely tacky to some of the commercials you can see now, which are highly more evolved from companies like Nabisco or some of the huge players in the game who have just decided to probably hire a few people in the community, pay them extremely well so that they feel like they're being taken care of. And then it's not so much like a purpose abandonment of a community i mean i guess some people could probably be in that state but everyone everything capitalism tries to do is lull you into a state of numbness to where you don't even think about what your actions are doing beyond what immediately is happening in front of you right because then that's how you that's how you can like maintain control right i what what i'm hearing is you know these corporations uh they will do whatever they need to to make a buck So if that means being uh, politically correct, then they will be. And that means if that, and that also means that if they have to hire the salary of three people to fill this box of being an equal opportunity employer, and also not only realizing that equal opportunity employer is a good thing to have, but also realizing that if they can figure out a way to target their ads for people in this community as they see it, excuse me, becoming a larger part of the uh, population, they see they need to find a way to pander to them in their commercials. And so they found it more beneficial to spend money on the salaries of people in that community than to actually help the community. You know, it's not anything against the specific people who have, like, taken these positions. It's a problem with Nabisco and the companies who have made these executive or conglomerate decisions it's it's almost like this elaborate um you know spider web of taking care of their needs as a company to stay like politically correct and to push a higher product right, right. like and they, they'll go deeper and deeper into like paying for their company to succeed right Mm. instead of investing some of that money into actual change for those communities that what you're saying it is and in another level on top of what you're saying too there's a huge metaphor that's just popping into my head right now that i've heard a couple times about um the way people talk about corporations and the way that they are almost some sort of super organism in the way that we are built up of trillions of cells. A company is built up of hundreds to millions of people, depending on the company. You right. know, with the companies like Nabisco and uh, you know Chevron, I guess. Let's say AT and T. Let's just okay. name some of the largest companies out there. I can, and I bet even those aren't the actual names of some of those <laughs> yeah. companies. You know what I'm saying? Um, with the way that everything is conglomerated, but. When you're looking at something like that, you have so many people interacting and making these decisions. Decisions aren't made on a single level anymore. They're made by boards at every single decision level. And so at that point, you don't have any single brain making a decision anymore, and the or the corporation starts acting more like an organism. That's also what you could say about old countries or the way that maybe some other countries are ran, not so much America because we have all these corporations who are right. smaller organisms. Right, but absolutely. We have countries that were kind of built in the same way where everyone was supporting each other. Decisions were made at higher levels by this, like down to the fact that there was committees for like, you know, building out roads. There was Mm -hmm. committees for doing this and that. 
just to keep the country thriving and surviving. Right, exactly. Like an organism in some yeah. ways, metaphorically. But I think that's a good way of explaining it. Like it's a it's a method of staying alive almost for these exactly. corporations. Um, and we can see that in the ads, like you were saying, and and you know the the hiring of the of enough. Uh, <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Enough... Uh, People in the community. That's the word yeah. I personally would best right. subscribe to what I think we're trying to talk about. You know, with just the concept of... It, it doesn't have to be either, like... I, I've seen different types of titles. I know, um, like, you know, there's... Um, like, uh, a lesbian coordinator for human resources at um, Nestle... Okay. Which is an interesting that is very interesting job because, title, right? Yeah. Not that that's um not that we shouldn't be hiring people based off of their sexuality, but it's also kind of an interesting thing to see that the company found a need to specify? Spec- spec- well, not even specify, but just like set pick a human resources person for uh, this community, specifying right. that there is so many people in this community that it needed its own counselor right so with that being something within the community of the business or the corporation that shows that that's going to shift their opinions around what they sell in times like that if you have that many people working for you inside a corporation in that community of course you are going to make a rainbow colored candy bar right exactly because that's better than giving them a raise I mean, <laughs> I mean from, the capitalist from the capitalist perspective, perspective yeah, yes, absolutely. Exactly. When the yeah. business looks at it, they say, how do we keep our workers happy? We, I think, I think for me, one of the big ones is Starbucks is a good example of this. Mm. So, you know, um, Starbucks is over here trying to say how, uh, you know, progressive they are um, with all of their policies. And you see them come out with these elaborate pride designs um, that are like supposed to be inclusive for everyone, um, but yet you see at the base level of it, you know they 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 promote on uh, on a discriminatory basis, um, and you can see that sexuality um, they truly don't necessarily care or support for your rights. They're just there to. Are you are you trying to say that they're just there to really pander to you? Yeah, instead? they're there to provide a product to the American consumer Mm. and they don't really care whether or not that means they have baristas that are extremely queer or if they are extremely, you know, um, oppressed by the, the, the lack of I get that this is rough to talk about. Yeah. yeah. The, the lack of, you know, support by just the base of uh, the company. Um, like, you can see where your money is going. You can see that um, depending on depending on where you are, um, the, the, the ads and all, just, you can see where their resources are being spent. Right. They're not being spent actually making any meaningful change for the community at hand. See, and that's my point. You know, when you have hired people and people are always talking about the unemployment rate, 
right? When they're trying to talk about whether or not a country is doing well and whether or not people are poor, they talk a lot about the unemployment rate. And the reason why they do that is because they like to make it sound like having a job takes you outside of the lower and middle classes. It's going to raise your standing in life. But the problem with that is corporations have found a way to spend more money on pandering to you and getting and selling you products instead of actually spending a lot of that money back into the company and paying their own employees. And that's a huge problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's... It's a big, it goes to the bigger picture, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it's about making a profit, right? And making um, money off of oppressed people. That is the, the overall picture of capitalism is the, you have to make a dollar above someone um, or, you know, be one step better. Um, and the way that that works is, you know, it forces this uh, oppressive system to continue. Right. Um, and so, why would there be a need for us to fix the oppression problem when that is how we survive is the capitalist mindset um and you know i think it's it's something that we as the the greater collective of people can change right because definitely in a capitalistic society that means that they have to be there has to be a consumer base and so the more that we realize that going outside of these big corporations, um, whether or not that is reasonable right now at this moment, but the better the better that we can work on getting these um, infrastructures set up within our own communities and the way that we we promote the people within our community, their work, their, yeah. their products, their, their, their contribution to our community. Um, that is how we can move out of this capitalistic society in our right. own, in our own communities. It, it, it's going to take a long time. It definitely does. It's definitely about where you spend your money in the sense that you should be giving it back to your own community as much as yeah. physically possible. Exactly. That's think of it a lot as like whatever you are given you know, even down to the stuff you are giving out, you are making sure that it is plentiful. Right. I I think it's important also to point out in this point, uh, at this point, uh, that it's it's hard to not consume in the the corporate for world. sure. No so shame. The I mean, the problem is, you know, it, we are a. We are at a point where these corporations uh, have such a hold on our lives, in a sense, um, that we are we're, we think we are given these options of choice, but in reality, we really aren't because exactly because they have it's it's more affordable to buy from Amazon, right, than it yeah. is to you know buy the the product from the actual person sometimes, or and, even and- from the perspective of people who are selling their products, it's easier for you to find a way to sell through Etsy, yeah. who's probably owned by a corporation like Amazon, you know? Yep. Then you have them paying a little bit of their profits to Amazon because they're an independent store. Absolutely. Even more than that, I think it's important to point out that the less money you have, the harder it is to, even in your entertainment, avoid ads. Oh, absolutely. Um, Advertisement is inundated into every part of your day. It is just 
thrown into your face and your ears and everywhere they can possibly get it into you. They're trying to convince you to buy products. Mm -hmm. And so doing that isn't something that is avoidable sometimes, but it's just something that all of us need to start becoming a little bit more aware about. It's Mm -hmm. not something that (laughs) we're saying either one of us is absolutely avoided. Right. No, absolutely. I think it's impossible to avoid it, but it's definitely, it's definitely important for us to be aware of the, you know, that the, the influences that are, you know, coming into our lives. So those ads and everything like that, we, we, we can see through them, you know, um, because some of them, you know, I, I think I saw a bank talking about, you know, um, Pride this week, uh, and I thought it was an interesting way for them to be talking about like loans and stuff like that um, for um, you know pride weddings and things like that um, because what they're trying to do is they're like oh we're we're in support of this but in reality it's just because like there's more money to get there and like the 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 LGBTQ community might be more receptive to a bank that is advertising to them. <laughs> no um, kidding. And I, it's just interesting that that money was spent that way. Um, when if you truly did care about them, we should be putting this into places that will actively make changes. So for example, these corporations, if they truly did care about the LGBTQ community, they would be actively funding campaigns against these anti-trans bills, these anti-LGBTQ projects going on in the United States and the world around, you know? Because if we truly did care, we would care, like if if these corporations truly did care, then they should be using their, 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 their popularity. What's the word that I'm looking for? Their, their influence to try and make some changes around the world in the way that- Their capital. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, they're capital. Well, in capital, yeah. I mean in the sense of their literal monetary. Their literal, yeah, absolutely. Stat. It's the interesting thing that I was thinking about while you were talking right there is how, why are they spending their money in that way? Because we really need to contemplate, you know, why do people like Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, why does he have so much money? Right. Because he spends his money on very few things. He isn't mm-hmm. buying every new thing that comes out on Amazon. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess he is in a sense. He buys all of the product and then it gets shipped out to everyone and he gets paid back for it. But it's a part of the cycle that he's built. And that means he gets everything at wholesale price anyway. But that's not (laughs) the point I was trying to make. My bigger point is he's not out there convinced by every single advertisement to go buy the new cream that's available um, at the market price. He buys everything wholesale. And not even just that... Um, he also is spending his money on very few things. So why do you think somebody like that would be spending money on advertisement for Pride Month instead of spending some of that money to alleviate stress on workers in the company? Right. Like, where? why is he prioritizing? In well, the because way in the only way... Well, it's it comes down to a simple capitalistic mindset, which is, you it's know... It's cheaper. It's cheaper to do it that way you're gonna make more money off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, from a financial standpoint, that is the correct, like, that is the correct, corrupt way to do it. You know, right. like, fuck your workers, um, but make the ads, you know? <laughs> An interesting thing I'd like to point out about capitalist mindsets here 
in the past and with people who are out there who just like love billionaires, specifically in my head, I'm thinking of Elon Musk. Elon Musk, but an interestingly, an <laughs> interestingly heralded figure in history is Henry Ford. Who's thought of as one of the best billionaires, you know, to ever earn. The best billionaire? People know? think of that. I'm not talking about everyone, but lots of people do love what Henry Ford yeah. has said. And I've had people tell me before that Henry Ford was one of the people who pushed for workers to make larger wages, which is kind of true. But do you want to know why he pushed for that? Tell me. Because Henry Ford said that if you didn't pay your enough, if you didn't pay your workers enough to actually buy your product, then what was the point? So I mean, when you're making automobiles, of course you have to pay your employees quite a bit because you want them to be able to afford an automobile. Exactly. Yep. And and why is that? Because then you get your money back. Hey, we got a return of investment. What? Okay. Because you are the investment. We have and always been the investment. It didn't change in the tech age. It just became more obvious. Your labor, your hours, that is the investment, mm. right? Because you produce Absolutely. the capital. And then their goal is to just turn around and figure out every way they possibly can to get that capital back from you. And that means doing pride advertisements when they clearly don't care about your rights. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And that's one of the reasons why we've definitely kind of decided not to have advertisements on this show as much as we possibly can. Yep, because that is copying into that capitalistic mindset, right? Mm. We don't need to make money off of your listen. Definitely. Your time. That's not the point of this show. Exactly. Uh, this is community effort. Um, the other, a collective effort, if you will. There it is. <laughs> That's my favorite word right there. The interesting thing about all this, though, is that we would like to point out the difference between advertisement and what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. Exactly. You know, there's a difference between advertising and then pointing out people in the community who are working together. A big part of movements have always been to return the investment back to the original person. Exactly. So, like, steal back the means of your labor. We have found plenty of independent artists and I'm people hearing. out there. <laughs> I'm hearing the those favorite words, right? Yes. Seize the means of production. Is ooh, that what I'm hearing? Ooh. Oh. Maybe, maybe you saw me skirting around something a little bit there. <laughs> you did. I mean, it, it was obvious. We do yes. have our biases, as you know, if you have listened to the show at all. <laughs> yes. It is no surprise. This is true. This is true. But like we were saying, we want to help uplift the community, right? The community that produces its own value. Right. Um, like the people that are actually, you know, actively contributing to making these changes. Um, and within people their, specifically in yeah. control of the means of their own production. Exactly. Exactly. That is how we will overcome capitalism in the short term right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there listening or if you know somebody and you're out there listening, have them reach out to us and let us know what they're working on, their project, their current uh, available merches, their custom pins and labels. It would be very nice and available for us to do. So that would be wonderful. And, you know, as always, we appreciate your listen. Yes. We appreciate so far there's been nothing but positive Positive feedback from this. Um, Which is always good to it hear. It is always good to hear, you know. 
Uh, I know that this has been a big project to take on already, but mm. um, we've made some big strides and we're excited to continue producing this for y'all. Yeah, and hopefully as we keep doing this, the production quality just gets better and better for you, you know. We want it to be the best listening experience possible. Uh, You know, thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, solidarity. Bye. Thank you.